Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's all for one and all for love, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Uh, Luke Moore is here. I'm Sting. And Pete Donaldson's here. Michael Bolton is on tour soon. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's your first Monday show back, isn't it? It is. Mm. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel very, very good. We were uh, together <laughs> on, uh, on, on, well, we record on Thursday, released Friday morning, of course, uh, for the preview show. But it yeah. is nice back being among you for uh, the start of the week show. Are you, are you, ready, for going, are you ready for going for gold, Marcus? Yeah. Very big, much so. While I, was, for you. while I was away, you got I, all of them? I got the one Luke got. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the one Jim got. Right. Oh, well, there we okay. go. How are, the, how are the beef sweats? Are you recovered from those now? No, I'm fine now. Mm. Good. I'm fine. You're letting that go, are you, Pete? Oh, what? yeah, okay. Marcus got my one, but he didn't get Jim's one. You're letting that one go, are you? Why, why is that allowed? Um, well, what's there to let go? There's no way you'd have got that ahead I of me. I think you need to let go. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, you need oh, to stop letting go. I'll let me. Were you here for the one where we had to flip a coin? And it's all for one. And all for love. Yeah, you see? I'm I, Sting. I told we you. We like I, Sting I, and Rod I, Stewart and uh, Brian Adams are one extra one. I was chatting. <laughs> I was ch- who would you add to that three that unholy trifold? Michael, Michael Bolton. <laughs> Clearly, no, so Bo- who was it? Bolton, Sting, Stewart. No, Bolton's not involved. But you added. Bolton was involved. No. Sting, Stewart, and Adams. Oh yeah, it was Adams. Oof, I the Groover yeah. not from Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, Jim doesn't want to be any part of it. No, a lot, lot of regain in that well, room, isn't there? I'll tell you who could be a part of it from now on. Marco Silva. He ain't got a job. He's yeah. gone. What's happened there? <laughs> well, what always happens? The bottom of the form, the bottom of the form table. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. You can prove anything with facts, can't you? Yeah. Apparently. Um, yes, Marco Silva. We didn't see that coming when they were playing well, but then that <laughs> is often the case. <laughs> he didn't see it coming because Zed was turned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's looking at Everton. That seems to be it. Um, yeah, they lost away to, to Leicester, and that was enough. They've won one in their last eleven matches in the league, but they're still tenth. 
Although four yeah. points above Southampton in 18th, it's quite congested in that, there. That was surprising to see that, that, <laughs> that Everton and Watford, who've both been playing like absolute drains recently, mm. are both still in the top half. <laughs> um, someone made an interesting point to me when, when we saw the Marco Silva news break was that I think Everton offered £15 million for Marco Silva. My goodness. And Watford said no. Ever since that's happened, obviously, he's they, the focus has been terrible. I don't know if he's been sulking or what, but it's it's mm. not happened for them mm. for whatever reason, and that's been given as the reason that that, that, that could it could have been a, could have gone south. But presumably, they're going to have to pay silver compensation now anyway, and find a new manager. Mm, well, yeah. they found one, but then they could have just taken the money and hired. They've just hired now anyway and been much better off. They could have signed Alan Shearer with that money. They're well, so ready <laughs> to no, no, go. Everton, sorry, they're so so ready to go with a new manager, aren't they? Just they, they just turn them over so quickly. They just they just know it's like UKIP. Yeah. Just, just endless recycling. Putting the head off the Hydra. Well, to be fair to Watford, though, that, that they have had a new man in place, haven't they? They've obviously been searching Immediately. for one. And, uh, mm. Which shows you... Um, now, goodness knows how long it was. They might have phoned uh, Javi Gracia yesterday, and he'd gone, yeah, that'll do, and then he's in. But you would imagine it would have taken longer than that. Therefore... Um, this uh, downturn in form, Silver's head being turned, has been something that they've been well aware of. And of course they've been well aware of that. And they've obviously felt enough's enough. This has gone on too long. And they've pounced. Mm. It's, it's the first, I mean, you guys may correct me here. And if you don't, I'm sure our listeners will. But it's the first <laughs> time I can think of, because we hear about players having their heads turned all the mm. time, right? Dimitri Payet would be a great example. Mm. You know, yeah. A few others. First time I can remember it happening to a manager. Mm. So basically the entire club has completely gone off a cliff in terms of playing staff. Because the manager's been like, well, I really, want, I really, really yeah. wanted to go to Everton. And you've stopped me. Yeah. I very... can do my five-year plan in two. Yeah. You know I mean, that's what it looks like, isn't it? The plan yeah. is to do it, gradually get to a bigger and bigger club until you're at one of the elite clubs. And obviously, this is a huge, huge setback for Silver. And what I thought was interesting, I thought this at the time as well, the, the, the game on Saturday against Leicester, when they went 2-0 down, Silver looked absolutely furious on the touchline, really stressed out. And we've seen from interviews, he's quite a measured guy. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if actually... You know, it's the, the relationship with the players has broken down because they're all thinking, well, you don't want to be here. So, you know, well, yeah. why should we get on board That's, with your style? Because how long is it going to be around for? But that is the strange thing. I mean, they, they were willing to pay a lot of money to Everton. So you sort of go, oh, well, you know, they really want me and stuff. If that doesn't happen, you kind of got to just knuckle down. Just sort of, yeah. it, and don't say things in the press like, it doesn't really matter what you say in the press. You can say, uh, you know, I'd love to go to Everton, I'd love to go or not. Just say that you're happy at Watford because things will happen anyway. Stuff I know behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. He, he came out and basically said Everton are a big club and I don't want to talk about it. It's like, well, don't say that Everton are a big club. Yeah. That's just disrespectful Pete, to the people who pay your wages. It's like when we wouldn't let you go to Football Weekly. I know. Mm. Yeah. It took I you mean, ages to get over there. It's hard to dress that up as a sideways move. Has anyone got any. <laughs> has Elton John commented on this? Well, Sir Elton John? Have you got him on the line? No. No. I didn't have any sort of. Uh, <laughs> he'd be fifth in the group. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be yeah. playing the old, uh, the old Joanna, the wouldn't old he? Joanna, yeah. I just want to follow up on something Jim said then, because I, I think it's an interesting angle, which is that this is going to, I presume, going to hurt Marco Silva's reputation because he's enjoyed a very, very high reputation yeah. as this up-and-coming manager who's been able to do great things, yet the time we've seen him managing in England, um, and I know his record outside of England has been exceptional, but the time we've seen him managing in England... He's a great, enjoyed a great, great reputation at Hull, but they were relegated. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a fact of the matter. They were mm-hmm. relegated. And teams who perhaps in the past have been absolutely nailed on for relegation mm. have occasionally escaped it. So other mm. managers have done it, and he wasn't able to. And this, this focus thing on, on Watford, after, after having Everton's interest knocked back, it's affected them so badly it has, yeah. that they, mm. they've, they found themselves rock bottom of the form table. As you said, Marcus, they've won one Premier League game in 11, and he's lost his job. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny a, how... how, how might, how the mighty can fall so quickly in the game mm-hmm. and even though Marcus Silva probably isn't that mighty I mean he'll rise again but you, I know so what, do you, what do you think his next move would be though well these are the eighth he's the eighth manager to go this season I wonder if we won't see him at Southampton before the end of the season I heard someone else mention that I'll tell you something, yeah. tell you something. Yeah. Uh, well I don't think he's repu- I know some people uh, are saying that um, he's been a, a victim of his own ambition if you will yeah uh, and if you're going to be a victim of something then let it be your ambition I suppose uh, but I I wonder how much this will damage his his reputation. It may stop him getting, say, a, a, like a job like Southampton, because Southampton might think, well, well, we're probably not big enough for him, or he's he's mm. going to go elsewhere. So I think that could be it. But in terms of getting to the top of uh, of the game, I don't think it will harm him too much. I, and I say that because it, um, one of the Excuse me, um, I, I forget where it was. Uh, they interviewed, it might have been Sky Sports, they interviewed some of uh, his former players at his former clubs, full of praise for oh, them. Oh, mate, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, it is ridiculous. And it, this isn't even the kind of praise that um, 
that some people would give, say, Jose Mourinho. Not, now, Mourinho not. got high praise, but this was high praise, and it was kind of, there didn't seem a downside to it. You, you wanna, I completely agree. You want to go and speak to anyone who's mm. worked with him. Uh, and we talked about it on the radio uh, a while back. I did a radio show a while back, and there was a phone in, and, uh, and listeners were rightly calling in saying, Why is everyone going crazy about Marco Silva? Because yeah. basically, what I've just said, um, the whole relegation and the rest of it. And it's because every single person in, who's played with him or knows someone who's played with him or has coached with him he's, he said he's, he's immaculate. And they all say he's brilliant. a decent fella as well. Right. And uh, he's got an awful lot going for so him. So you think maybe he'll survive this I, fairly I, easily? I've no doubt he will. Um, but, but I think the, the, the short term, maybe if, say, the Southampton job, you know, if um, um, the electric chair does get rid of the Southampton managers, which is what he talked about, um, lost in translation perhaps. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I mean, you that know, would be a harsh penalty. <laughs> Some would, some would say the ultimate <laughs> First of February, Rafa just runs away because he's sick of uh, Ackley, yeah. Yeah, Newcastle. Oh, you'd have silver at Newcastle. Do you guys also find it quite curious that the statement that, was, that, that came out from the club is that, it, I mean, they said, had it not been for the unwarranted approach by a Premier League rival for his services, we would have continued to prosper under his leadership. Mm. Normally, you don't expect a club to say that. No. They could have easily just said, well... I mean, as Jim's already said, eighth manager to go this season, they could have easily said, well, bottom of the form table, one, one and 11, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that would have been that. Yeah, it's yeah, funny that they, they feel like they're annoyed about it as well. I was well. surprised yeah. they said that. It throws a spanner into the works of his next move, doesn't it? Because it, you know, it, it reinforces this idea everybody already had, which up until now, you could have been you know, within your rights to perhaps dismiss as being spurious press talk of, yeah, he had his head turned, absolutely, he will look elsewhere at another job and lose focus. So now, clubs will have to take that into account. You know, Southampton, you know, figuratively, if that job came up, they'd have to think, well, you know, if we get him in, will he leave in six months because he gets a, 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 an offer elsewhere? I think, I, I wonder, you know... They're used to that, though, Southampton, aren't they? Well, quite, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, from Silver's point, does he want to stay here and, and, and dispel that? And prove himself in England, or does he want to go away somewhere else to, to a different league, have another spell there, and then maybe have a crack later on? Now he's, he's known as being someone who understands um, the league. He won't be as short of a job. I wouldn't have thought. I think he, no, he, he may have to go abroad. It? I think. The, I think the shame for me is that had he had, as Pete said, you know, you know, stay knuckled down at Watford because Watford to Everton is is a step up. Everton are a huge club. Don't get me wrong, but it's it, it's not where he ultimately wants to be. He wants to be a, a, a managing a club that is uh, more successful than Everton. No disrespect, to Everton, of course, but uh, I think it would have been, you know, have a season at Watford because you only get a season. Let's be honest, yeah. you'll be Pep Guardiola, you only get a season there. <laughs> you know, finish in the top half, finish really, really well, and then jump from there. Rather than a few months into the season, you're playing really, really well. Everyone's talking about you, and you know it's it's kind of gone off the track. Do you reckon he, he might just be going to Everton on his way to Everton now? Just I'm going to go there. I, I really, I, I know, I know they've already got a manager, but I just mm. love being there. <laughs> I, he's he's going to do a um, what's a, a Peter Odin wingy? Yeah. yeah, just turn up, just rock up. Sam Allardyce will be waiting for him. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he have him get him on as a coach. <laughs> well, they've got to have a in, uh, as we as we know. Um, and he, uh, did anyone else think that was a typo in the Sky Sports ticker? I and did. It should have been Javi Garcia. I thought to myself, there's a proper player manager. <laughs> Javi <laughs> yeah. Garcia is a defensive midfielder. You know, ex uh, uh, Man City. Did he, he played, not play he for did. Benfica as well? Yeah. Does that translate as Javi Thank? It might be. Yeah, I hope so. It might be. Yeah. Can't be too far away from that. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, well, let's wonder if the fans will be thanking him, mm. Jim, come the end of the season. Um, but yeah, he um, Malaga was probably where, where I, that's where I kind of sort of know him from as manager yeah. for Malaga. Finished ninth and eighth uh, in the season. What, he's you're got not big... up on your Ruben Kazan. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are, they, um, are they really struggling now, Malaga? As we learned on the continent last week. Indeed, yeah. Um, but he's got a reputation for setting up very well against much better. Opposition. I think his Malaga side. They they beat Real Madrid. They beat Atletico Madrid. They might have beat Barcelona as well. So some some big scalps. So Watford are playing Chelsea next at Vicarage Road. If he has an immediate <laughs> impact there, yeah. you know, like we, we shall uh, have to wait and so, see. So I guess it's part of the cycle of Watford, isn't it? Going for the pragmatist and then maybe moving on to something a bit more dynamic and then going back to the pragmatist. It's... Yeah. Do you remember when it's Watford like grinder, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just... Do you remember when Watford went through that phase of having like a man sent off every game? Mm. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> it's back. Not going to help you, is it? No, but I'm looking back at that now, thinking, was everyone just so angry that, that Marco couldn't go to Everton? Do you reckon he promised them all moves? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to Everton. I'm going to sign every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they were beaten by Leicester, of course. And mm. Just a quick note on them: they're looking pretty good under Puel, aren't they? Never boring, is it? Never boring. Yeah. Jamie Vardy will solve a murder on the way to a game. Next. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. They're in seventh. Like they can now realistically look at a Champions League. Uh, not a Champions League spot, spot a European place yeah. you know they can absolutely aim for that but they're point. a bit far off the Europa League I mean I sort of predicted that they may they'll sort themselves out and push for a Europa League and I know but you they, mean, can, they can aim for that they can aim for that but I think they are a fair few points off um, Spurs in fifth and they, and they probably will lose players in January won't they 
They've got some pretty well at the moment. I mean, they've, ticket ones. They've well, Slamani on loan maybe to Chelsea. But. Someone was saying that um, that it's Mares might walk out at some point. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's a lot of talk. He, he there's been a lot of talk on Mares for a long for, time for years. If yeah, they can get years. if they can get a manager who can get in his head and sort his kind of slightly patchy farm at times. Well, though. with a voice like Claude Puel's, I mean, what other voice do you want in your head? <laughs> and, we, and we laughed at Puel. He's he he such a lovely voice. Well, he said he was going to seduce Mares, didn't he? And he, yeah. well, he sort of has. Of all the yeah. men have that, I, that could do it. Have I missed this? That there were, are we all enthralled to Puel's voice? Or is this just you, Marcus? No, you, I, I are you developing like it. a thing? Have you, you moved on from no, Tom Heaton? No, no, nothing needs to be developed. It's already there. Well, you do still like Tom Heaton. He's, He's more of a teammate rather than a manager. Nothing needs to be developed. It's already there. You can see that. Yeah. But Puel, Puel has got a very classic uh, English with a French accent. Beautiful. Sort of romantic, yeah. romantic But it's very voice. soft as well. I couldn't Should imagine him. It's very much like Sean Dyche's. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear Sean Dyche speak in French. So if Dyche was a confusing sound. Would you like to hear Sean Dyche? Je um, <laughs> I'd like to hear Sean Dyche trying to seduce someone yeah. with his voice. <laughs> so I've just been uh, thinking that uh, we get on really well. And... Uh, and you I might be, wonder. He might be better with his words than that. What are you doing that. on Saturday night? <laughs> Will you eat my worm? <laughs> Peter. What? Or them wingy. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. Moving on swiftly, I think. Um, so, yes, uh, Silver's gone. Um, but Arsene Wenger's still there. But Alexis Sanchez is not. Is he not, though? He's in limbo at the moment. Well, he? it, 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 it's a saga. Spotted. He's been we are, spotted in a number seven shirt. We, it's not been clinched yet, but it, on we, a long are, lens. we are in the midst of a saga. I believe the dream is over. But, Jim, what about Atom and Humber? Have they gone as well? Uh, I assume so. Yeah. It'd be very cruel if the club had sort of contracted them and wouldn't let them go yeah, through. Yeah, the best thing that Arsenal did over the last probably 10 years. But actually, no, 20 years. The whole the entirety of Wenger's uh, run. This is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be very good. <laughs> the Alexa Sanchez uh, banner. What, the dog banner? The dog yeah. banner. Presume they won't keep it up. Oh, yeah, right. I'm still going to follow Atom and Humber on Instagram if anyone's <laughs> wondering. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's actually a real relief to get this done and out of the way because it was always going to happen. But I think the most pessimistic of Arsenal fans, which is about 99% of them at this point, thought that, that Arsenal would lose Sanchez and probably Ozil for nothing in the summer. Mm. But, you know, with Mkhitaryan coming the other way and possibly Aubameyang coming in as well, it's like, all right, well, you know... This could be far, far worse. This is way better than any of us expected. Yeah. And a swap deal. You never see that. Can I, Straight I, swap? That's what I, I was saying that, wasn't I? A week or two ago, it won't happen because swap deals never happen. Mm. Well, appa- apparently the Mkhitaryan thing, it's not dependent. I think Mkhitaryan just goes anywhere uh, if he fancies it. I think it's... It, right. it, they said a swap deal, but... But they're I, both moving on a free transfer. Yeah. I mean, it's effectively, yeah. they... But, but yeah. hang on, he moves if he fancies it. So they yeah. went, well, we're getting inside. You're probably not going to play. You're free to go if you want. <laughs> you want to kick around. Sanchez's problem has been he moves if he fancies it. But Portsmouth had a player back in the day called Diabat. I can't remember his first name. And he was released, but he still kept turning up. <laughs> wow. keep, and so Jamal, so I just, just keep my fitness up. We don't, we don't play her anymore. So, someone was telling us that the... Um, remember the Andy Cole, uh, Keith Gillespie swap deal back in oh, the day? Oh, for Manchester United. Yeah. 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 Seven Manchester million, was it? Seven Gillespie, million plus, plus, plus Keith Gillespie, which, who was a fantastic player for you guys. Um, he wanted Beckham originally, Keegan, but like the, the, Ferguson just didn't want to give him away. Wasn't I think we're all glad because... that didn't happen. Yeah, I know. Because... Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? As he runs him over. The first <laughs> wasn't it only because Beckham was English, though? Uh, and and it was like, apparently it wasn't it, you know it wasn't a completely like ridiculous notion that it might uh, be Beckham. It was just because Keith Gillespie. Well, that's, was it, that, that, that's why sort of all the English players are being linked. All the slightly iffy uh, English players <laughs> are, are getting linked with austerity Chelsea because they yeah. need another English player. Yeah, don't they? So that, that they to me is a player. very interesting thing. To it's a great it's a, the best example of this new model that Abramovich and Chelsea mm. want. Mm. They don't want to spend all this money. Um, <laughs> it's weird the amount of players they're being linked with. Some of which I rate, but I mean. You know, it's, it's, it's strange to see. But I want just to go back to Jim and Arsenal very quickly. Um, I'm not doing my anno- get have a go at Arsenal pose. I'm just, I'm just genuinely interested because I remember um, in the <laughs> summer uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain being photographed quite surreptitiously in a Liverpool training kit, and he'd obviously just done his medical or something. Do you remember it was in the lift? I do yeah. remember. And Arsenal fans got quite annoyed about that. Um, and said so it's a bit disrespectful. He's not been officially announced, and all the rest of it. Yet Alexis Sanchez was photographing the main United kit over the weekend, and he's also not been officially announced. Mm. But there's not really been the outpouring. No, of, well, of, the whole situation was Alexis Sanchez was in a Man United kit with his name on the back on the pitch at Old Trafford taking, taking a selfie. A selfie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose that, I suppose that is the uh, that's oh, that's that. the extreme end of, of this problem if you have a problem with it. But he's he's going to sign for them, isn't he? It's like it's, it's happening. What difference does that make? But if it's... I, I, I'm not. I'm, I suppose to broaden it out, then just to sort of labour this a little bit more. Um, 
you know when Paul Ince posed with a May United shirt when he was at West Ham? Yeah, so this and, is and where they've they started. Forgotten it. They've yeah. never forgotten well, it. To the it. point where they boo Tom Ince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wonder why... I, I can't see why those two players are different in any way. Yeah, I know, right? And the inherent racism of newspapers and the inherent racism of online media in, in general, to be honest. But, yeah. So you're saying that Arsenal fans are racist because they're annoyed? <laughs> no, I'm not annoyed. saying that. There's just always a bit of an undercurrent, isn't there? But That's what, what at Arsenal? I'm just saying that young black players have a completely different, um, you know, situation with with the press in, in general. I think. So you're saying the reason that people are annoyed about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain doing it and not Alexis Sanchez because he's a young black British footballer. Well, I thought it was because um, Alexis Sanchez was being destined to leave anyway, and that well, came I, out of the blue. I, I think in both in both cases, a thing to remember at the moment as well is if you if you just solely look on sort of Twitter comments and Instagram posts from from people, a lot of them are, are very young, very angry, and they're they're typing in language and emojis that people of our generation simply don't understand. <laughs> no, Joe, don't get any of it. Exactly. So I think m- most rational fans, I don't think people care about that now because I think Paul, Paul Ince was the most high profile version of that, and it just you but know they did six months ago with yeah, Oxford Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I don't think rational. But I think with Sanchez, I think with Sanchez, it was a move that has been moved not to that specific club, but it was always going to happen. And I think uh, with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, he was um, a young, very young player that came Mm. not completely through the the ranks at Arsenal. He was at Southampton, I believe they developed him. Was he at Portsmouth maybe for for a short while? He was certainly at Southampton. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? Yeah, he was at Southampton, wasn't he? He he slipped through the net because we didn't have an academy. Mm. Yeah, that's... that's, 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 that's The net net is a hole. Yeah, because the net doesn't exist. Indeed, yeah. And so maybe it was a bit different. Pete, you may well have a point. I mean as sad as it may say uh, or be but I think this is a little bit different and I think the fans are just thinking yeah I mean Wenger said that the team's morale uh, has been very badly affected by this in the first half of the season so if Sanchez wasn't there they might have been challenging who knows and, um, and let's face it the rest of the team the Arsenal team hate him as well so <laughs> that appears to be the case which is interesting because um, you know Luke you've said before you, you've heard through the grapevine if you don't mind me exposing no. that he's you know he's a very very difficult character and there was a lot of, sort of division yeah. in that dressing room and yeah. from the way he appears on the pitch he's a very very smiley player very hard working you, you wouldn't Sort of, you wouldn't think that of him, but apparently so, that so, has been. Well, look the case. at the way they played against Palace. Well, on, quite. On, couldn't they, they couldn't wait to express themselves. There's, there's a scale of different rumours I've heard about Alexis Sanchez, and a lot of it comes from spending time at the club um, in, in another capacity. Um, <clears throat> but I've had some rumours about him this weekend, <laughs> and, it, and, it go, and it goes from the fact that he's a bit of a difficult character all the way up to the, he won't even pass a certain Arsenal player yeah. during mm. the game. So. Clearly, on that level, they're going to be better off with him gone. But you know, sadly, obviously, his ability is so is so great that they're going to miss him. But you're saying that without him, maybe Arsenal could be challenging. Gordon the Wenger, they still are challenging. Mate. <laughs> He's not conceded a thing yet. No, exactly. Aubameyang coming in, that'll fill that bad boy hole. If, know, that, if that does happen. Think, oh, I think, man. I've got a feeling that um, <laughs> Wenger might be preparing the ground for a post-Wenger Arsenal now because Aubameyang's going to run rings around him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, concentrating on the future from Arsenal's point of view, um, I'm, I'm interested in the Mkhitaryan signing. I'm interested to see what you guys think of it because a lot of people are saying, oh, can he play with Ozil? That might be a bit of a weird one. And I think that there's some truth that in that. That problem will be solved in the summer. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah quite. <laughs> It could be that this is laying the groundwork for Ozil to go, but I wonder if actually he's looking at Mkhitaryan as um, a replacement for Santi Cazorla and thinking about playing him a bit deeper in the same way that Kevin mm. De Bruyne now plays at Man City, just because the midfield is a problem. So this might be a weird way of trying to tackle that. Yeah, so not a bad shot. It could be fanciful, but it, you could be right, Jim. I like the, the thought that Wenger, uh, if they lose Plans Ozil... Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. When, if they lose Ozil in the summer, they'll say... Well, who are you going to replace him with? Well, I got in Mkhitaryan, didn't I? Yeah. Mm. Who are you replacing Sanchez with? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aubameyang, but he's... Yeah, he's well, in, there we he's are. He's in Jim? Milan in a nightclub. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this now. Um, before we go uh, to the break, we mentioned Chelsea earlier. They scored one of the goals of the season for mm. me at oh. Brighton. I mean, it, was, it was Brazil, 1970. <laughs> Two back Two heels. heels. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the finish... That sort of laced outside of the boot yeah. kind of finish was Loved glorious. It. Yeah, they were very good. Absolutely. Chelsea and Arsenal were both very good. Mm. Slightly misleading scoreline. It uh, was a yeah. bit unfair on Brighton the 4 0. I uh, do. They did have chances. I did enjoy uh, Michy Batshuayi falling over as a dummy for, for Eden Hazard scoring the third goal. Mm-hmm. It was very, very kind of him. Very creative. <laughs> well, he, he might not be there much longer. I mean, Chelsea seem hell bent on signing any striker that has an ounce of an aerial threat yeah. about them. They've been linked with a guy called Sultan Kozen, who is a farmer, but is also the tallest man on earth at eight foot three. There you go. We'll get him up there. Get him up there. I mean, the link to Peter Crouch is very pleasing for anybody involved <laughs> yeah. with football. It, it, I mean, how would you feel if you were Alvaro Morata, if that was the case? You saw a link and thought, okay, I, I'm a bit patchy. I don't know, I've scored loads of headers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, he's, he's quite tall himself, isn't yeah. he, Morata? It's a strange one. So it's Crouch, Zigic, Richard Osman from Pointless. <laughs> like just any, like any... He's a, he won't go, he's a big Fulham fan. <laughs> That's true, that is true. Luke. Luke. 
Yeah, <laughs> Luke Moore, you Moors, is in. I don't scrape that barrel. I like the thought of Peter Crouch going there and walking up to Aspilicueta. Um, so who they call you Dave, yeah? Uh, and yeah. you can plant the ball on people's heads. And he's yeah. like, no, no, you need a bit of movement. No, 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 it's all right. I'll just, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll set up shop and I won't move the whole game. You'll yeah. see exactly where I am. I'm not going <laughs> to let um, let it pass at how good that Peter Crouch impression yeah, was. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Very it's good. Bad. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm the same age as Peter Crouch, and I would be cheaper. I'm just putting it out. There. <laughs> I'm the same age as Roger Federer, and it haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, what a weird person to bring up. One, of the, na- one of the names I've not, that's not been mentioned is uh, Ashley Barnes. Yeah. Like, oh. I love Ashley Barnes. Yeah. But he's are, are the precious having a laugh now at this point? Because no, this I happens, think, doesn't it? Ashley Barnes is a real busy bastard. Yeah. Oh, come on, yeah. yeah and, busy bastard. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't score any goals. Oh, you busy bastard. I was, chatting to a fr- I, was, I was chatting to someone over the weekend who was saying about, and we were talking about Ashley Barnes' ability to draw a foul. There's no one better. <laughs> he will draw a you- foul. I mean, better than I, anyone. I, I I appreciate the fact that he's good at that, but I mean, there are a few people better. I'm just Andy, a foul. Andy Carroll draws a foul. They just, <laughs> yeah. they just tend to be fatal. <laughs> and he makes them yeah. as well. And also, Ashley Barnes has got an exemplary goal scoring record of 17 league goals in 114 games. So. <laughs> be careful. That's all I'm saying. This is how Phil Neville got the uh, women's team. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> Who we saw do a pub quiz with me, Marcus, uh, last week, and he said he didn't know the captain of the women's team. He's like, you should know at least that, Phil, to Don't be honest. Don't expose him on here. Why? He can <laughs> Expose himself. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. That was the last guy. Right, let's move on. Indeed, yeah. But uh, before we go to the break, um, Chelsea, more realistically uh, inquiring about Edin Dzeko. Yeah. Mm. But nice to see him back. That's a good he's, link. he's Champions League Cup tied. I know he is, eh? With that wonderful volley against <sighs> them. Ashley Barnes can play in the Champions League. I think we're all up for Ashley Barnes here, Chelsea. <laughs> is it a vote? If, it's so, if so, we're voting for Ashley Barnes. It'd be to see. Can you imagine, yeah, can you imagine Barnes going to, to Chelsea and him just constantly phoning the Burnley boys? Because Barnes will get paid a hell of a lot more <laughs> and he'll do a hell of a lot less to get that money. <laughs> and you imagine on the training ground the Burnley players going through their pace with Dosh. Right, track back, track back, yeah. defend. That's right, right now we go. And all that sort of <laughs> stuff and, uh, and Barnes are phoning up going hey boys getting on yeah I'm just watching them going I can't do doggies at the moment I'm a dad trying <laughs> it'd be glorious wouldn't it right oh, that was a real glee from you though. that'd oh. be glorious that wouldn't it <laughs> for a minute I thought I was Ashley Barnes there trying to get a move to Chelsea <laughs> let's go for a quick break then Peter alright then fine I better go to cash flow and get some money if I've got any money left Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for Correspondence with Peter Donaldson. It's my favourite part of the show. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, nor Kale this week. Oh. Did, no, did nor get back in touch, so oh, never mind. Yeah, Neil Castle in the highlights of the weekend said, um, uh, can I hear more from Tony Kale? <laughs> so sadly, you Just can't, go on yeah. any corner of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Go, <laughs> to a men's, go to a men's rights activist forum go, or something. Hashtag Gamergate. You're going to yeah, so, uh, and thank you to a lot of people who uh, sent in some Eminem raps as well, which uh, were, were quite good. Uh-huh. Pete's decided to cash out, cash in his chips here. He's, <laughs> he's done a brilliant, he's done a brilliant um, bit of uh, email rapping last time round. Right. You're, you're saying, you're saying, I'm not doing any more. I'm retiring. Yeah, fair enough. I'm like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of rappers who needed one album. It's a shame. To, to be re- fair, there is a difference between reading out an email and doing a rap to music. Yeah. Not yeah. much difference, Jim. But Pete's, Pete's retiring now because he's heard Chelsea might be interested. <laughs> Pete's retiring because it'll be so empty without him. Yeah, James but- Pettigrew. <laughs> James Pettigrew, thank you for getting in touch, James. Uh, something for the long-time listener slot, he says, on this uh, topic of uh, Sean Dyche's voice. Oh. I have two observations. I'm constantly expecting him to uh, launch a joke about how fat his mother-in-law is every time I hear him being in. Yeah, You'd, good one. Definitely. Bit of Les uh-huh. Dawson about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, number two, uh, Dyche's one-man attempt to raise the profile of English managers puts me in mind of Martin Luther's struggles in the 16th century. Ramble <laughs> listeners who have studied in detail the consequences of religious turmoil in medieval mm. Europe, who hasn't, he says, will know that the diet of worms didn't do him any harm either yeah. right so there we go we'll leave that one there yeah. take my mother-in-law <laughs> God, oh, please just take her <laughs> classic Les Dawson the mother-in-law's off to Chelsea um, <laughs> yeah. Cesar hello Cesar uh, hello gentlemen uh, I want uh, to share a quick highlight from Mexico's top flight the uh, Liga MX uh, yeah. during Sunday's match between Santos Laguna and Moria. Uh, Moria uh, newcomer Ran- uh, he said Randy Sandoval Ray Sandoval uh, made his league MX de- debut during the 83rd minute in the 85th minute he was shown a direct red he didn't have a chance to make a single pass my goodness wow. that's what not an too intro. bad can anyone beat that that is Blimey. efficient <laughs> Very straight efficient. out of there it reminds me of in that famous Royal Rumble once when um, the oh, Bushwhackers yeah. came in yeah. for the Royal Rumble straight mm. into, the, into the ring Bushwhackered around Chuck straight out 
Oh, same. Same principle. Comparable. Sim, sim. Uh, hello, Ramblers. Hope all is well. This is from Sam in London. Uh, basically, I am quite a desperate man, or more specifically, a man desperate for you to read an email I've sent into the show twice already. Desperate Sam. Well, get the message, Sam. How's this made in? <laughs> uh, the reason I'm trying one more time is genuinely, I do think you'll enjoy my contribution. This is almost, get, this could go either way. This could well, go kale. He's seduced This could go down the kale highway. <laughs> this is like this is like when we have a meeting before the show and people try and pitch ideas and we all say no. <laughs> I want to do a rap. Everyone said no. A while back, Marcus began an episode of the show talking about the man who drove Man United and Manchester City's first team coach That's right. during the days of Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Naturally, uh, you all seemed surprised that such a figure existed, but he did. His name was Derek Sutton and he was employed by the Manchester coach company Finglands, which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, Finglands. Yeah. Finglands. Uh, he also went by the nickname of Sutty. Uh, Sutty became good friends with Ron Atkins and so much so that he was like to sit in the dugout during United's away games and he was there and he was there on November the 8th 1986 when Atkinson's Atkinson successor uh, Sir Alex Ferguson took uh, his place in the United dugout for the first time at Oxford United Ferguson took one look at the portly bespectacled man who was left and asked who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Upon discovering who Sutty was Ferguson made it clear to him he would never be allowed to sit in the United dugout again and he never did the end Oh that's, oh. that's the beginning of the end for Ferguson I know <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was his first and most most egregious mistake. <laughs> uh, not Ron's though. No. 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 <laughs> Ron rang him up as I told you. You made that sort of decision. You'll never win the trophies I have. Oh, it's a tight it's... ship under big Ron. Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it's so tight. The Man City bus driver is technically sitting in the United <laughs> dugout. When, when people talk about Ferguson taking over the club and eventually turning it around, the way they talk about it, like, is is that you know the people were just drunk all the time. Yeah. This bus driver yeah. thing. It was like it was like it was like walking into like a post-apocalyptic yeah. city for the first time. Wow. Big, the... big Ron sat there going, "Ah, that old job." Dugout would just be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ask yourself, would you have preferred to play for Manchester United pre or post Ferguson? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> and let's not forget, there's a lot of truth in this because Big Ron once famously sat in the wrong dugout at the start oh, of the yeah, game. Right. Oh, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Might have been at Hillsborough. No, it's Man United, Man City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still City. <laughs> Sooty. Oh, yeah, Sooty. Yeah. Not the last time he got in trouble for that sort of language either. <laughs> Oh, wonderful, wonderful, dreadful, but wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to get involved, shortthefootballramble.com to email. A simpler time. A simpler time. Yeah. Not the first half of this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Paul Lambert is back. I'll tell you what, if you were a Stoke player, you'd be um, wanting to play for Stoke. Post, he was uh, pumping it, Mark. Lambert. Really? He was. Pumping it. was he always like that? No, I don't remember no. him like that. <laughs> well, he, he, uh, over a thousand days he's been out of the Premier League. I like it when they break it's it like down. Biblical, days. isn't it? Indeed, wow. yeah. They don't say you're not managing the Premier League for sort of I three said, and a half years. I said to people at the start of the season, Stoke are going to struggle this year. Yeah. They fired their manager. Yeah, but you said that before uh, Paul Lambert came, came in. Yeah, but Lambert's come in. Mm. And I remember, you guys will too, Paul Lambert managing Aston Villa. And in, a po- in the post-match interview before he eventually lost his job, he looked about 3,000 years old. <laughs> and then about two weeks later, after he'd been fired, he came on and did some punditry. Yeah. And he looked like Paul Lambert's son. Yeah. So I'm not surprised he's full of the joys of spring now coming into a new yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and with respect to him, He'll be delighted to get a Premier League job mm, after yeah. after his recent yeah. managerial career. So um, you're not surprised that he's very very happy. But they, they had a good result. They played mm. okay. Well, they, it, they they made the most sprints they've made all season. So yeah. there's been a clear and obvious um, impact second, there. That's twice that's happened with a Premier League club. Now West Ham, West Ham it was like yeah, that, wasn't of course, it? Yeah. yeah. I guess that it's just a sign of it going stale, isn't it? And I, I suppose how quickly things can go stale now. Now that footballers themselves are used to this managerial merry-go-round and the idea of having someone at the helm for a long time is probably quite alien to the majority of them. But yeah, I mean you can see the energy on the touch that Paul Lambert was putting in. Like, clearly that has translated well, to the players. And, and, and you know, it's, it's a home game against a promoted team who, mm. aren't, who aren't in great, yeah. great fashion themselves. So but, but it is ideal gym on one level, but on the other level, it does bring its own pressure because they, they've struggled badly. If they'd lost that game... Well, you've got to win that game. They'd be, they'd be, I think they'd be second bottom if they lost it. And yeah. Swansea, Swansea play tonight, don't they? So they, would have been, they could have found themselves rock bottom mm. by the end of the, of the game week. So really, really important win for them. Vital win and they're now out the relegation zone. Only a point above Southampton, yeah. but still it's best to be out the zone. Joe Allen not. was marauding around like Franz Beckenbauer. I think it's incredible. <laughs> we made this point like a few weeks ago. Like there's absolutely no when we were making the point about Mark Hughes perhaps move, moving on, the players they've got, maybe there are a lot of them are a lot of them you, it would be hard to make an, a, a sort of case that they're improving players, but they're still experienced enough at Premier League level. And Joe Allen's a great example mm. of that. 
Um, he but, did look a lot better, didn't he? I think that's the point with Stoke, isn't it? The, the, you look at that squad and you think that they shouldn't be struggling. You know, other teams don't have some of their players. You saw that. I mean, even with Shakiri's little flick, just it's, it's great play, and, and they and they have that, yeah. those kind of moments. I, in... I, I have seen Stoke a few times this season, and, and Joe Allen's always looked one of the busier players. I think. Yeah. I think. The Would you call with... him a busy bastard? It's a busy bastard. But the problem with like uh, Marky's been there for such a long time. Once like a manager sidelines a player and sort of says, "Look, you're in the you're in the backup team. You're, mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to play every week. The bomb you're, squad. On, you're in the bomb squad. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you're on the bench or whatever." Um, players just sort of go, "Well, what's the point in trying?" And that means that the player that's in your position that's actually on the field, he's not trying either because it's like there's no there's no competition for places. Like so Alex just... Song at Arsenal. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> exactly. well, it's like Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not now that Sanchez is gone. Yeah. Morale's yeah. back, baby. Yeah. And you can't put a price on that. And well done for no, Wenger. It's Monreal. It's Monreal. <laughs> yeah. Among and, the goals. Um, and Wenger's guaranteed the Premier League title now. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not guaranteed, but they, they are back in the title race. Um, but yeah, a, good, a very good win for Stoke. And Stoke now, um, they have Watford, Bournemouth and Brighton next in the league. So a chance to get a bit of momentum. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole bottom half of the table could realistically turn into this massive, massive relegation dogfight. And given that it's actually genuinely been a good few years since mm. we've had a genuine title race, this might be where the, all the excitement comes. I, I guess I at think, this point, that's not that weird. But... I think the story is already the coach, Jim. I think 10th place down, given that the, the team in 10th are Watford, who've just fired their manager. Mm. Um, any team uh, that level or below has to, mm. has, to, has to be considered to be part of it. Mm. Four points above 18th. Yeah, right in yeah, the mix-up. Yeah, right in the mix-up. Great. Well, yeah. not for any of the teams involved, but it is for us. <laughs> um, very much so. At Goodison Park, we, um, it was a horrific bre- leg break we saw. But, uh, you oh, know, that was very, very sad. Rondon yeah. was obviously a classy operator and so on and so forth. So, that, yeah, absolutely awful. But there were some, some nice tributes to Cyril Regis, of course. I know you guys talked to a little bit about, you mentioned Cyril Regis before, so we won't, mm. won't well, do that. Well, the FA sort of dragged their feet a little bit on that. On those, um, it's unlike yeah, the FA, isn't it? It's dragged their feet. To be disorganised. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, But um, but there's been another passing of a great in the game, Jimmy Armfield. Mm. Yeah, I was very sad to read this on the way in this morning. I always enjoyed Jimmy on Five Live and the thing I liked about him um, so much as a radio broadcaster was that the game must have changed so much since he played mm. to, a, to an almost unrecognisable level oh, but, yeah. but he was always able to offer some really genuine insight and he was a great guy to listen to on the radio of course a brilliant right back as well I mean for Blackpool part of the Five, work. 560 games for Blackpool I know right mm. uh, he's got a statue got a statue yeah, so he's obviously does. a legend but he played right back for England in World Cup 62 and of course mm. I think he had an, a bad injury ahead of World Cup 66 mm. and then George Cohen took his place but he's in the uh, squad, he was part of the squad yeah part yeah. of the squad and, and also one of the things also goes unreported about Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Armfield a creditable manager as well took mm. Leeds United to the European Cup final mm. took and, Bolton up once didn't he yeah, yeah. And took, but took Leeds over after the Brian Clough debacle mm. Followed him in. There so he did, did a good job. It was very, a, very sad to see. My yeah. favourite story that came out uh, this morning was uh, when uh, I think it was um, I think it was Wilkinson actually in in, in a post match press conference started shouting, started berating the uh, the assembled throng of uh, press officers, sort of saying, "How many caps have you won? How many caps have you won?" And he, he popped up and went forty three. Actually, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, very good. Every single person I've heard of working with him at Five Live this is an absolute gem yeah. as well. Brian Cla- Brian Glanville, the great Brian Glanville, oh, yeah. wrote a really touching tribute to him in the Guardian today that's worth checking out too he, he, what I liked about his, his commentary was that he was just very deliberate and also he just still had uh, love for the game clearly which oh, yeah. doesn't always happen with radio commentators you can sort of tell with some people you sort of go oh Alan Green we're talking about Alan Green I like old Greeny do you? Well, why not give a bit of balance to that argument? <laughs> the BBC over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hire you, mate. But yeah. Chelsea might. They, and they're they always might. on the BBC. You're too short. Yeah, <laughs> that is very, that's a good point. Yeah. Got a good leap, though, so don't let, uh, <laughs> let them uh, find out about that. Uh, the championship we go to. Mm. Aitor Karanka got a great win. First wins for us, boss. Away to Wolves. Bit of a surprise, really. Ending mm. Wolves' 13-match uh, unbeaten run in the league. And it was Forrest's first win in seven, I say in the league, because obviously they won in the cup, Jim. Um, Wolves are still nine points clear at the top of the table, though. And I, I did quite like the uh, the quote from Nuno Espirito Santo, which to me sounds, that sounds like a brand of something. Mm. Yeah. It, it sounds like Espirito a, a Santo. it sounds like an Ibiza getaway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where are you going? Nuno Espirito Santo. Oh, yeah. oh, you, is, that, oh, is that the oh, nudist like, resort? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a fancy lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's perfect. There's, just, a, there's a great moment in this game where the, uh, the Wolves fans were sort of... Um, Giving the, the forest players from st- some stick and whistling them for trying to be a little bit fancy, and then then there was a glow. Um, oh yeah, Forest scored a glow. So egg on their face. <laughs> egg on their face. Well, as Santo himself said, bad result, bad performance. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need, really, is it? Yeah. Any more questions? No, good. Mm. Could <laughs> do it on Twitter. Yeah. How many 
Holiday Homes, have you got an Ibiza, he said. Um, right, Tony Pulis at Middlesbrough got a decent win at QPR. I, I keep forgetting that Pulis is at Middlesbrough. Yeah. I think they got a good result. Oh, Pete Tone's involved. Oh, he's going to eat up the championship. I think it's a canny move from Pulis because oh, he I obviously do. turned down the Swansea job mm-hmm. and um, maybe could have got himself into another Premier League team after the West Brom thing. And obviously they're in terrible form when he left. But Middlesbrough's a great club for him because they've got potential. They've mm-hmm. been in the Premier League in recent memory. He knows the championship very well mm-hmm. and can do a good job there. Um, so I wasn't surprised when I thought about it more to see him go. And they're only, they're only a couple of points off the... I think they're eight, are they? Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. I yeah, walked past the team bus. I was playing football around the corner from... Oh, uh, I saw you said that pitch. Is that what it was? Yeah. You weren't playing football around the corner. You turned up with your boots. Yeah. <laughs> you were in the oh, away end. He's on his way to Stamford Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> This'll do. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to head to uh, Shepherd's Bush, Belushi's, and watch uh, Newcastle get... A hammering uh, with a lot of Middlesbrough fans. That was fun. Really? <laughs> so oh, we, dear, we know dear. that you were in the area around the time of yeah. this game. We also know there was an incident, don't we, mm. at the uh, at the QPR Middlesbrough game. I can, well, I, I can always wee, Jim. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm um, always ready. That was uh, that. That was straight. before we come to that. I did enjoy Ian Holloway's um, quote after the game. Is it going to be better than someone pissing in a bottle, Marcus? <laughs> is the question, mate? No, is but the question is that the dessert we're waiting well, you've for? You've got to build up. I mean, okay, every, yeah, sorry. every main act needs a flipping support <laughs> act. Don't yeah. they? So allow me. <laughs> Ian Holloway is a support artist for a bottle of piss. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a more fitting, you know, he's, he's full of piss and wind, isn't he? So, you know, piss and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like that because Pulis and Middlesbrough, they won 3-0. It was, you know, a, a decent scoreline, especially away yeah. from home. And and, uh, and Ian Holloway said, well, in the first 15 minutes, we were causing them all sorts of trouble. And I can assure you that Tony Pulis, who's a friend of mine, wasn't too happy. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of think, well, okay, you dominated the first fifteen minutes, did you? What about the rest of the bleeding game? Yeah. Yeah. Where well, they scored fa- the goals <laughs> fairly recently, like George Friend scored a nice one. We, he did actually, yeah. Mm. We, we, he doesn't get many. We, <laughs> we talked about uh, Holloway recently because one of his team was QPR. Obviously, we're on, on the end of a beating. And he and he, he started slagging off the opposition team's striker, <laughs> saying he wasn't very good, even though he had scored. It, it was like yeah. bizarre stuff. Well, yeah. he, he did a similarly weird thing when he was actually talking about George Friend's goal. goal. He, he said did, something yeah. along the lines of, oh, "I've seen George Friend hit that, and I'm, I'm fuming that yeah. that's gone in." Yeah. Yeah. I love that, right. that's yeah. his analysis. Well, that's bloody annoying. Yeah. Yeah. He actually <laughs> said, "It goes straight in my net." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fuming. It goes straight in my net. I'm fuming. It's not your net, is it? Love it. It's the collective net of Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah. Um, there we are. Uh, a Middlesbrough fan was arrested, though, for allegedly pissing in QPR goalkeeper Alex Smithy's water mm. bottle. And we know Pete was nearby. That's yes. all I'm saying. Is there more to this story, Pete? I mean, the people of North East uh, being very liberal with their fluids at football. Yeah, and they look up to you. It's becoming a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, last, last, they look uh, up to you're, you. You're the king in the North, aren't you? Or the king of the North East, at least. Last time uh, me and Marcus saw Middlesbrough play football, that um, is the only Marcus, man... Marcus was in a cubicle and a man just sort of burst in and went, there's room enough for two in here. Yeah. And just started peeing, crossing swords, if you will. I think they're wow. quite liberal with the old uh, urines up mm. there. Liberal with a widow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, liberal with the whittle. <laughs> or maybe we're a bit um, too conservative yeah. down here, Jim. We, 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 we're the ones is, to blame, mate. Our problem is we keep it all in. You <laughs> see us on the tube, we don't talk to each other. No. Oh, so you're one of us now, are you? <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh, you first. Betrayal. Pete, Pete's been one of us for years. The, the day he moved down to London, he stopped, stopped, jumped off the train, got himself a chai latte. <laughs> straight, into the, straight into the Apple store. Mm. Well, I, I informed the man on the Grand Central, never let me north of Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we are. But yeah, apparently a video showed a Borough fan resealing a bottle of water and throwing it back onto the pitch. And it's believed the bottle may have been taken earlier by the pissy pitch invader. Yeah, how mm. did he manage to sort of take the... Was he celebrating or... Who knows? He took the bottle. He didn't drink out of it, did he? We don't don't know. The case case continues. It's an ongoing case. I'm sure more will come out. What I like about it is, like, it's one of those things that (laughs) somebody somebody does and they go, ah, this is a really funny joke. And then when it actually comes to, like, standing up in court and explaining your actions, you're going... Yeah, you made someone drink some piss. And you're like, <laughs> you're going to prison for a, quite a while. Like, yeah. longer than you think this deserves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your house in order, Pete. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Get your affairs in order. My giddy aunt. Right then, let's go to an ad break very, very quickly. Yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mum to take care of them. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 is happening this Friday morning. It's going to be fantastic. How did our better get on last week, Luke Moore? Uh, he he didn't um, didn't land his bet. He was he was on a run. He mm. had one in the bank, and he, his second one he failed. But interestingly enough, because he backed Man City really mm. to beat Newcastle, and they'd be over over two and a half goals. It was over two and a half goals. I know in the both teams to score. Yeah. But the interesting part of this, right, is mm-hmm. as we established last week, the better was Alex Murphy. Mm. Same name as Robocop mm. in the film Robocop. His dad was Russell Murphy. Yeah. Same name yeah. as Russell as Russell Murphy in Robocop. And, and who scored? Who scored the goal to scuffer him? Mr. Murphy. Jacob yeah. Murphy. Mr. Murphy. Yeah, it was a lovely goal as well. It was so really well taken. Yeah. Really well so taken. We can, he's we... had a funny season, that lad. He's like, he really uh, likes Newcastle United for some reason. But he's just, it's rare to have a Newcastle United supporting footballer play for so Newcastle United. We, well, had, yeah. we had no um, success in the, bet of the, the best bet of Better 365, but we did have a delicious subtext. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I think we could all agree is much more enjoyable. Yeah. He wasn't far off as well. To, yeah, to no, it's true. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, he wasn't far off. Yeah. <laughs> can you say that? Can you walk into the bookies? I wasn't far off. <laughs> We, uh, you can try. We, um, we're looking for a new better uh, for this week, so do get your emails into show at footballramble.com if you think you can step up to the mark. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm still not saying that Aguero scored three goals in that match. That first one was very. very I'm not sure about hair. that either. <laughs> a ruffle of the hair. I That's all that, it takes. That was a goal for all of Manchester. <laughs> um, a caro. <laughs> let's go to the Scottish Cup. Come on! There's been a fairy tale. Um, Brora Rangers Hearts made beat his. Uh, that's not a fair. <laughs> uh, Brora Rangers made history by beating East Fife to reach the last sixteen of the cup for the first time ever. The Highland League side are in the last sixteen of the cup. This is fantastic. It's the second time they've knocked out League One opposition. They haven't conceded in the cup so far this season. They're on the march. Brora, 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 Brora Rangers are on the march, Jim. It's a, great, it's a great They're win. They're seventh in the Highland League currently. Yeah, it's an amazing win. They're away to Killy in round five. Do you, do you fancy him for that, it? Marcus? You've got to, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, look at look at the facts. So to be fair to Brewer, they are seventh because I think they've had to postpone some games because of this cup run. Yeah. So they might get right up there if they win those. <laughs> You'd never, hope so. Never know. Oh, my goodness. Elsewhere in the cup, Hearts beat Hibs. Two, uh, Hearts boss Craig Levine said the natural order has been restored. <laughs> Grace, um, isn't gra- that a quote from Macbeth? <laughs> <laughs> Gracious in victory. Was it a last minute winner? It, uh, Lennon was fuming. <laughs> Le- uh, easily offended Neil Lennon, as he's called uh, now, I believe, north of the border. Yeah. Found that disrespectful. <laughs> it's, uh, no, he's Northern Irish, sorry. It's just a crock of crap. That's what he said. It's just a crock of crap. Crock yeah. of crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hearts uh, is to be confirmed who they're playing in the fifth round. Um, so yeah, I, I, he, he took umbrage with that, saying that Levine saying that the natural order has been restored. Absolutely ridiculous. Umbr- um, umbrage is a very Scottish word, I think. Is it? Just sounds like very Scottish. It works it? in the accent, doesn't it? <laughs> umbrage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neil Lennon just kept going on and on about this. You know how he he does like to be offended, doesn't he, <laughs> Neil Lennon? Um, if anyone is interested, though, uh, in Edinburgh derbies, um, Hearts have 138 victories. Hibs have 83. With, with 94 draws. <laughs> Sounds like a natural order to me. Yeah, it does to me yeah. as well, Luke Moore. <laughs> yeah. uh, but don't tell Neil Lennon I said that. Nah, uh. 
<laughs> there's quite a few. I remember when we played a live show in Edinburgh once. There's quite a few pissed off Hibs fans there, weren't there? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. They weren't at the back door when I went. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to Argentina before right. we go uh, to going for glory. Let's come back, man. Let's go back there. <laughs> let's go back there. Um, Carlos Tevez has rejoined Boca Juniors again. Ugh. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you want a little, um, if you want a little insight behind the curtain here, I am going to stitch Jim up here. Uh, no, I was going to say it myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll just let you say it. I fucking hate Carlos Tevez. He's my least favourite footballer. I can't stand him. He is just the absolute epitome of the whinging, just like mercenary, entitled footballer. The right, Arsenal right, well, employed again and again. Hang, 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 hang on, hang on, Jim. Let me. Well, let me read the quote and see what so others. Neil think. Warnock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> saying that he's an entitled. Footballer. I hate our Carlos. So you're saying that he's an entitled footballer and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, we heard what you said, Jim. Well, let's let's see. Let's what judge you on this merits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He started less than half of Shanghai Shenhua's league games uh, whilst earning a reported six hundred and fifteen grand a week there, and said on Argentinian TV on his return and lack of form in China, it's fine. I was on holiday in China for seven months. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, does that Back up your point, Jim. <laughs> All the signs are in Mandarin. <laughs> tit. The man is a tit. Would you have him at Arsenal? No, I wouldn't. You bloody would. <laughs> I don't know why people don't like him. Like, because yeah. he, he goes on, hear what I said. He goes well, on strike and he throws his dummy out the pram. He literally he, said he was he was on holiday for seven months and he was on six hundred and fifteen grand a week. The people of China deserve better than that. Well. <laughs> Oh. The people of Shanghai deserve better people. They certainly. And if somebody visited Shanghai yourself, yeah, you yeah. would know that. Well, no. In the first night, I was robbed by a man in Shanghai. So it was Carlos Tevez. No, I didn't. I didn't Carlos have a nice Tevez time was not there. putting that much effort. And in. I was on holiday. It was Carlos, it was Carlos Tevez, and then he ran off. He was going, "I'm skin. Yeah. Don't blame me. I'm skin." Uh, what did, they, what did you steal from you? I asked this because I had my doorbell stolen this week, which is <laughs> really annoying. You're yeah. going to have to order another doorbell from Amazon, and they're not mm. going to be. A I know. Knock on your. They're going to knock on your door, aren't they? Kafka-style nightmare right now, <laughs> Pete, what were you stolen? What was stolen from you in Shanghai? Uh, we went to a karaoke bar that was not a karaoke bar. It was just full of men who said they were Chinese uh, gangsters. Right. And they wouldn't let don't, us leave until uh, we paid the money. Don't answer my question, is it? Yeah. Well, well, they, well I, they extorted 80 quid off me. Good, good right. lads. There we go. And he thought that's gone to Carlos Tevez. <laughs> <laughs> this is how they're paying his wages. Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> We've all got a chip in somewhere. Yeah, all right. Carlos Tevez is gold bonus. But now he's I imagine pocket. those gangsters pay tax. Yeah. Oh, here we go. What? You're in a right soapbox today, you are. <laughs> do you go in for gold? It'll probably be some sort of activist. I, th- I think it's probably best we go for, to go in for gold. Let's do it. Lord. Yeah, we're back. We'll go for gold. Max is back in the room. Are you ready? Are you oh, rested? Stop, is it Carlos Tevez? At the, at the risk of po- poking the bear with a stick and the bear what? being you in this analogy, mm-hmm. apparently uh, JJ's Jigsaw has got a new jingle. What? I know, right? What kind of, jig- what kind of jingle is it? I haven't it? heard it yet, but apparently he's stepping it up. <laughs> <laughs> stepping up the Cold War, the war of attrition <laughs> against your game. Unbelievable. <laughs> Outrageous, if you ask Cold me. War. <laughs> Who do you think he is? I bet he doesn't press his own buttons, but if he does, he does it better than me. He gets the volume right. <laughs> I guess always gets the volume. Uh, hello to James Anmer, a long-time friend of the show. Uh, Amnor is uh, here with some going for gold. But is he a long-time friend of the show? Because yeah. I've never heard of him. Um, well, he's supported us okay. in, at different points in our... Uh, yeah, I think he's played football with them. It's times. not the same thing. I mean, I buy, I buy records of bands. doesn't mean I'm their friend. Well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> don't let him on. I'm don't no let him on. I'm only joking, I'm only joking, James. Uh, so, um, born in 1983 is your first clue. Stop. I'll go for, um, what about uh, Adrian Mewtwo? Oh, what about uh, Adrian Mewtwo? That's nice. Not, I like oh, what you've done there. Him, uh, no, it's not Stop. Adrian Mewtwo. I'll go for Adrian Ely. I've got for all Adrians. <laughs> all the Romanian Stop. Stop. Adrian Zwoll. <laughs> Couldn't think of one. Stop. So I made the, up a Dutch one. The diary of Adrian Mole. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop. Adrian Edmondson. I was, I was... Adrian Morehouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his father played for Shep Shed Charterhouse. Shep Shed Charterhouse. Shep Shed Charterhouse. Okay. Okay. Tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, scored one goal. I scored one goal for my full national side. I was capped full. internationally at under 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, and B and full. Stop. Is it Francis Jeffers? Oh, lovely to hear his name, mm. but no incorrect. Oh. It's not Franny Jeffers. Good ice one. <clears throat> Anyone else? No. No, no, I've got nothing. Played for 13 seasons in uh, top flight football and relegated from the top flight in my penultimate season. It's a tough one. Is it his, Jim? Stop. Is it... Um, it's not David Nugent. No, 13 seasons. It can't be. No, it can't be. 
I'm thinking of players who scored one international mm. goal. Okay, oh, okay. Right. Incorrect. I was sold to five million when I just turned at the UK legal drinking age. Sold for five million. Four oh, I got it. Stop. Is it Danny Cadamatory? Oh no, but oh, lovely it here. Stop. I'll go first. Stephen Warnock, is he a player? <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten mixed up with now. I thought, I'd, yeah, Stephen Warnock. Have you been doing the basketball ramble behind our back? Stephen <laughs> <laughs> Warnock's been capped for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Him. Incorrect. Okay. G- uh, Jim's going to win this because whenever Jim's yeah, quiet, yeah. Jim's yeah. Jim just away. goes in with a jab. No, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean the case. Okay. Frankly, uh, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I was in a squad for the 2006 World Cup. I don't think yeah. he's English. English squad. I don't think he's yeah. English. Yeah. We can't be English, Well, we can be. Stop. Thomas Hitzelsperger. Incorrect. No. <laughs> no. He's too old. He's too old. Um, uh, for some reason, I'm finding it harder to think of players stop. that are around my own age. Stop. Yeah. Jason Newell. Oh, incorrect. No, you'll be older, older than me. Maybe in his 40s. Uh, yeah, I wonder who played in 2006. Was it, How many uh, clues left? Three. You've got to say the Ryder for sale. It's obviously not him, is it? No. <clears throat> I, I think I'm on the right lines. I scored just under a goal every ten games for my club sides. Oh, th- that's a free not, hit. That's a free hit. That's a free hit. That's a free hit. Hang on, wait, 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 give us it. Anybody <laughs> Anyone fancy that? No. It's not f- helping me. I was the first player to score under the international reign of Fabio Capello. Oh, so he is English. Oh. Huh. Christ. The first player to score. Hmm. Stop. Stop. Matthew Upson? Stop. David Bentley. Haven't we already had that, Matthew Upson? I don't know. Incorrect. David Bentley. And incorrect. Oh! I thought there was a little trick question there. He wasn't in the 2006 squad. That's full. Ah, it does this to you, doesn't it? I was named PFA Young Player of the Year. Stop. Alan Smith? Incorrect. Too far back. Incorrect. <laughs> we should, this is one we should know. <laughs> He's about to hit his button. He's in the last clue. No, 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 no. How many clues have we got left? Uh, you've got. I can give you two or one. Do you want two? Two, please. Two then. <laughs> <laughs> but can I can I have a guess this round? Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, stop. Yeah. And I will go for somebody who I will think of in just a no, second. No, shut up. Oh, shut move up. on, move on. Shut up. Speller thinks he runs the game. <laughs> I credit Bobby Robson's management as a huge positive on my personal development. Oh, come on. This is unbelievable. Mm. Stop. Andy Carroll. Incorrect. Stop. Scott Parker. Incorrect. I, I can't. There's people going mad listening move to this. Move it on, move it on. You've yeah, got to move, move on. on. Okay. Yeah. okay, you sure, Jim? Jim, go yeah, on, have yeah. a go. All right. Oh, go on, stop. Kieran Dyer, obviously not. Incorrect. <laughs> I invented going for gold. Stop! Jermaine Genus. That is so Very good. Oh, he scored against Switzerland at Jim, Wembley. Jim, got it. <laughs> well played, well played, Jimbo. Well played, James. The other James. Well played, played, James. A fitting tribute to Jermaine Genus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who Very invented good. this quiz? Yeah, and all who sail in her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a tense one. I enjoyed that. Jimbo yeah, dug good. us out of a hole there. Mm. He did, but it's like, it's like blinded by the. You, you can't see the wood for the trees because we've already talked about Jenna, so I've filed him away. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Quite yeah. clever. And, and I don't think Jim, James Anma relied on you doing that. He did, yeah. and in many ways he won. He did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish I hadn't slagged him off now. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. My goodness, that's it, everybody. That's uh, a wonderful time we've had, and well done to Jimbo there, right at the bloody end. Mm. Do you feel a bit, a bit of a hollow victory for you there, Jim? Yeah, I mean, it no, no, it's in the last minute. Take it. Makes up for losing. Sanchez. No, an injury time winning. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Roger Federer didn't get it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't, Rog. No. That's one for me. Yeah. You can keep all your tennis shoes. Shove it up your what's this, Rog? Your two sets of twins. <laughs> yeah. ah, two sets of twins. Two sets of twins, wow. yeah. Wow. There we go. My goodness. There we are. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye. Say goodbye, PT. See you later. Bye from me.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.